Rogers Business App Market brings together the right apps for your business and wraps it all up with Rogers world-class support. Microsoft Office 365 makes it easy. Whether you need to securely store and backup files, access or share documents in the cloud, collaborate with your team or manage your business from anywhere and on any device. Plus, with support from Rogers, you'll get everything up and running quickly. To learn more, visit rogers.com forward slash business apps. Scotiabank understands that business is personal and your business has unique needs. That's why we offer flexible solutions for your business banking. Create your own business banking package that works for you by opening an account online in minutes with ease and start saving today. Visit scotiabank.com forward slash small business to get started. A real entrepreneur helping others succeed. This is your host, Rivers Corbett, on the Startup Canada podcast. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and change makers across Canada. With day-in-the-life stories and in-their-shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale-up companies and those driving the entrepreneurial movement. The Startup Canada podcast show is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs. If you are a regular show listener, welcome back. If you're new to the program, hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and Google Play Music. And visit startupcan.ca to connect with both your local startup community and to join Startup Canada to access training, resources, and a peer network to grow your success. I'm Rivers Corbett and entrepreneurship is part of my DNA. Whether it's building my own companies or helping other entrepreneurs, build theirs. This is my lane. Want to connect after the podcast? You can find me at www.meetrivers.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast show. My name's Rivers Corbett and holy mackerel, put your seatbelts on because Pat Missyou is on the call today. She's an award-winning business coach and acclaimed international speaker. She's also the founder and CEO of her own company, Steps to Happiness Incorporated. Pat, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast show. Oh, such a pleasure and such a privilege to share my story and some great tips with your audience. Thank you. Well, that's uh, that's really what it's about. I always like to say there's three 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 uh, deliverables, three stakeholders. One is our audience. Two is you, and the third one's me. And it sounds like all of them are going to be looked after. So, so Pat, let's kind of take a journey to the end of this conversation about what are you hoping that uh, that our audience takes away from uh, from our chat today? There's two key points uh, because I believe I've become the poster child for baby boomers in the sense <laughs> yes. uh, the sense that. Number one, it's never too late. It's never too late to follow your dreams. It's never too late to create your best life. It's never too late to get in the game and make this your best journey. And the second point and the tip, and and I really have represented that, if it's to be, it's up to me. Right on. 
Right on. So tell us about your journey. Um, you've uh, you've you left the West Coast, landed in the East Coast. You just finished telling me. I, I said to Pat, it's not how old you are; it's how young you are. She's sixty-six years old, young at least, because I saw an amazing photo of her. Can you tell us about that photo on your profile page? Because I want people to understand the you know the moxie, the the DNA of who we're talking to today. Oh, thanks. Well, that photo was taken in May when I was actually uh, in Phoenix working with my speaking. Coach. Coach. And I had a two day break. And so I decided to drive up to Sedona. I'd been there before. And every time right. I go, I set different goals. And this time I decided I wanted to climb Cathedral Mountain. And it's so interesting, River, when I say that to people out loud and people around me there were saying, oh, have you seen it? <laughs> oh, have, yes. have you climbed anywhere around here before? And and that kind of when people look at me, right? Because I'm not 20 or 30 or 40, and I don't hop around in spandex or anything. And <laughs> but what I do have, and my secret weapon, as you and I were mentioning earlier, my secret weapon is my mindset. Right. And I worked with some mindset experts for over 20 years. And so I set out with my goal and there had to be about 30, 40 people in the parking lot at the time I chose to go. And it, some small groups, some individuals, I was by myself right. and off I went. And so I started climbing and it was very interesting to me. I watch human behavior all the time. Sure. It was interesting to me to watch how many people were starting with great gusto, you know, and this is a life lesson oh, <laughs> and it's yes. a business lesson starting with great gusto. I've got this, I can do this. And so they start. And then I was looking and I was watching them and hearing them. This is too hard. It's too hot. I'm too tired. It's too high. And I'm listening thinking, wow, you know, it really depends on what you want and how bad you want it. And I wanted it. So I kept going. I kept going. People kept falling away and I kept going. And here's another interesting lesson. I got to a point where you really physically could not get up that next step yourself. Yes. And there was a couple ahead of me and he turned around and looked down and he said, would you like a hand up? Now, I'm a very fiercely independent woman, <laughs> especially since my divorce. And I looked up and I realized how bad I wanted to get up to that top. And I looked at him and I said, yes, I do I need a hand up and I appreciate it. So he gave me a hand up and I got to that next level and then I kept going. And, and then there were about four or five of us from the starting group at the top. And so there was this young fellow who said to me, man, he said, I was watching you and I figured if you're going to do it, I'm doing it. <laughs> and Love so it. he said, would you like a picture? I, absolutely. Not only of a picture, course. but I recorded a video as well for my clients to share those lessons around mindset, goal setting, vision, self-talk and getting to the top of the mountain because it's crowded mm. at the bottom. Mm. And when you get to the top. It's a powerful vision. It's a powerful feeling. There's more energy, and it's so exhilarating. So that's what that picture represents. Uh, thank you for sharing that with us. A couple of things go through my head as you're uh, as you're expressing your story. The first one is, and it's one of the things that I always love to tell people that I coach is that remember the turtle won the race. Right. In the and so that's the first thing is that you don't have to go fast out of the right. gate. It's just about consistency and focus and mindset, as you say. And the other one was is one of my favorite quotes. It says the person at the top of the mountain didn't fall there. 
there. And uh, yeah. so, uh, you know, to, to, to talk about five out of 30 or 40 people, yeah. and one, you, you, one, you beat the odds, two, you, you were at the top of the percentage, and, you know, you just, you, you really made it happen, uh, but through hard work, teamwork, yeah, also exactly. is that's part of the journey, too. So very cool. So, Pat, um, you have, uh, you call yourself the poster child of hope and success for the baby boomer woman entrepreneur. Can you take us through, you know, I guess that a journey of of why you reference you're the poster child of hope for for that uh, particular group? And I'm a, I'm actually I'm on the cusp of the baby boomer and the and the and the next one. I'm, I was born in '63, so I never know where I stand. But I, t- today I'm going to hang out with my baby boomer uh, brothers and sisters in that regard. So how are you the poster child of hope for that group? Well, perfect. Uh, two reasons. One is that for a number of years in the 90s, I had the privilege and the pleasure of working with Lou Tice and the Pacific Institute out of Seattle, Washington. And the Pacific Institute was a private international education institute. And the content, the curricula, all focused on critical thinking skills, cognitive psychological principles, how the mind works. And so I I was a bit of a, a different uh, character again in that group in that because of my HR background, I was able to facilitate the content of the programs, market and sell the curriculum, and I was part of the International Speakers Bureau. Mm. And so Lou Tice, he would mentor perhaps 10 people around the world every year, and I had the privilege of a year of direct mentoring with him. And wow. he said to me, because you wear four hats – you have the potential. He always talked about potential because the the board of directors, the, uh, the uh, everybody around the institute were the leading research psychologists in the world around learned helplessness, goal setting, learned optimism. You know, Dr. Martin Seligman, Dr. Al Bandura. I was surrounded by them constantly over a ten year period, and Lou said to me, "You have the potential." And he kept saying that. And so we know through their studies that our potential is infinite. It's really up to us to determine what you want, how bad you want it, what are you prepared Mm -hmm. today to make it happen. So what happened, though, was I was married at the time, and my husband, my ex-husband was 10 years older than me. His goal in life was to retire Mm -hmm. and and to retire into the shop on our acreage and make the world go away. Mm. Yet I'm working with Lou, who keeps telling me, (laughs) right? You see where I'm going? Wow. Oh, I totally see. It's called uh, uh, working in parallel paths never intersect. Yeah. And because of my age at the time, and this is another factor, for many baby boomers at that time in your 50s, early 50s, mid 50s, all of us experience certain life events. Mm-hmm. Because my husband was 10 years older, his parents, therefore, were that much older. And so right. my beloved father-in-law was diagnosed with terminal cancer. My mother-in-law had Alzheimer's disease, and I was one of the major caregivers. Um, yeah. Our children were, they had their 
first pregnancy and and a lot of difficulties. My infant grandson was taken off life support and died. My other infant grandson. Mm. I mean, there was just a lot of life stuff. My best friend died of breast cancer. And wow. so it really causes you, like most people, these life circumstances will hit here and there and a little later there. For me, it all felt like and appeared like it was all happening at once. And I really feel like that was just the big slap on my shoulder to say, right. wake up, listen to what Lou's telling you. You do have the potential. You're not living your best life. You need to make a decision. And this is another key message for your uh, for the our audience. You need to make a decision. So it was that time with all of that happening. And I would go home to a negative atmosphere where my husband would be saying things like, well, who do you think you are? And people mm. saying, how much to speak? And so mm. I would go home to that. Then I'd go out to Lou. Then I'd go home. To, and I finally decided that I'm going to cycle here. I need to make a decision. I need to take responsibility for my happiness, for my life, for my work. And so at that point in time, I made a decision and I just walked out the door. And not an easy thing to do, nor a small no. thing to do. When you've been married 22 years and you've accrued assets, Yes. <laughs> not a smart thing to do. However, my soul was dying. And I know many baby boomers can relate to that. My soul was dying and stuff didn't matter. So I walked out the door. And I mean, the happy part of the story is my ex-husband met another woman. They're married. They belong together. Good yes. for them. I made the decision at the time because my mother, my 85-year-old mother who lived in Ontario, uh, needed support. And so my brother, my best friend in Stratford, Ontario, we were on the phone yes. one day having like a a brainstorming session. He had Merlot, I had Cabernet. <laughs> I'm throwing this into a human element here. Yo, there's, and, yes, absolutely. It's a know, huge human element. I'm crying and whining. My life is falling apart, literally, figuratively. Uh, people sure. are dying. And he said to me, well, why don't you move here? Why don't you move to Ontario? You know, mom could use some support. I'll be here to support you. And so on the second bottle of wine, I said, sure. <laughs> Love it. So I, I put the equivalent of my life, and this is the opener for my keynote addresses with a trash bag. I put the equivalent of my life of what I had in a trash bag. And I moved from Alberta to Ontario. I had no clients. I had no business. I had no money. I had nothing but a dream in my heart and the belief in my abilities because I know stuff and baby boomers know stuff. And so and I want to, and I want to, I want to continue on where you've gone after that journey, but I think there's a couple of things that I want to reference uh, as part of what you've talked about. First of all, thank you so much for sharing that deep insight. And I, um, I know you've done it before, but to continue to do what I think is an important part of our gift and our the reason we're here to do that. And, uh, and you continue to do that quite eloquently and quite impactfully. So, so thank you for that. Um, you said, uh, by the way, one, one of the things you said is that it wasn't quite smart to leave. And I would actually kind of contrast that with, well, your soul was dying. So to give life to your soul is actually quite smart. So uh, I want to, I want to emphasize the, the courage of to having you do that. And it may not seem smart from the outside, but of course, if you die unhappy, if you die a, a life that isn't honest to your soul, then I don't think that's very smart. So, uh, so congratulations on that. The other thing I, I wanted to ask you was about you know 
why why do you, you mentioned about helping people you know empower the hope and so on why why do so many baby boomers have such a difficult time making that decision that monumental decision do you have uh, some thoughts on that well i do actually and it was because over the 10-year period on behalf of the pacific institute i went into major organizations corporations nonprofit, public sector small business and i was facilitating and delivering the content of the pacific institute programs and it was right. all around mindset critical thinking skills goal setting and i saw face to face, day after day, when I would ask people in the room the question, what's the dream for your life? Uh-huh. Uh, I don't have a dream anymore. Or I, would I want say- you to repeat that. If you, Sorry to interrupt, but I think that's a really, again, impactful comment you just, you just made. And for people that are, whether they're baby boomers or not, I think mm-hmm. you want to write down this question and spend some time answering. And don't say in the next five minutes, but what's the dream for your life? I really, uh, what a what a wowser question. Sorry to interrupt, but I think it's important. Keep going, uh, well, please. I agree. And, and it's a yes and because many of my clients were in the area of financial planning, wealth management. And so what we would do at a certain point in the program over the period of a week delivery is invite the spouse in. And then the question was, what was the dream for for the marriage? And again, blank looks because we grew up in a time and in a culture where you put your own dreams aside and it's all about the spouse. It's all about the family. And so you forget, you lose who you are. And so that really is the one answer to your question. We lose who we are. We lose our sense of self. We lose our sense of self-worth. Many women left the workforce in my time, left the workforce to have families. And there weren't the opportunities that exist now. And so you do lose your self-identity and you certainly aren't up to date on the skills and technology and so on. It's a very dark place. And so for me to have made the decision at my age and to have been very vocal and visible about it, because I am on stages speaking at conferences all the time, I'm relatable and I do tell it like it is. And I will say it was the hardest decision of my life. So, so let me t- let me reference that point because this is the other the part A part B of the question. What do you tell people about how long it should take to make a decision like that? Because there's always the "I'll do it tomorrow." Yeah. Is there a time limit that you say to people? Look, I'm going to give you six and a half weeks, or how do you bring that piece into play? That today's the day, or whenever. Well, you see, and this is where I can tell you're younger than me because I don't give anybody a week. <laughs> I, I tell you've got no. To tomorrow's promise to nobody. Tomorrow right. is promised to right now. Today, my best friend is in palliative care, mm. and to, tomorrow is promised to no one. I saw her yesterday briefly. I took a meal for the family. I saw her. I gave her a hug. I was heading out, and her daughter, her adult daughter, said to me, "Are you okay?" And I said, "No. I feel. I believe. I just said my final goodbye." Mm-hmm. So tomorrow's promise to nobody. So my mm. answer. To that question from anybody is you sit down right now i will help you through the process there's a process for figuring it out and i will help you with the process but you need to figure out right now today love it love it um pat tell us about uh tell us about your your business tell us about your business steps 
to happiness. Mm. Well, so when I moved here, and this is 10 years ago now, when I moved here and, and I had nothing and I sat back and I, because of the work that I did with the Pacific Institute, I knew and recognized that it doesn't matter what technical skills you have. It doesn't matter what uh, courses you take and so on. What matters is what's going on in your head. Mm-hmm. And so one of my girlfriends said to me, you're spending a lot of time having one-on-one coffee chats with a lot of people who are wondering, how did you get the courage? What were the steps that you took? Uh, what what was the first thing that you did? And she said to me, mm. I know you keep a journal, so why don't you just put it in a simple book format and then get it out there? And so thus was born the steps to happiness because, in fact, what I did was I created a 10-step process, a 10-step keynote content, and a 10-step book, if you will. I did a home study system on it, on what I did, how I did it, and what you can do, too. So that's where Steps to Happiness came from, and I do have 10 steps, one of which is you must eliminate toxic people from your life. Amen. <laughs> That's the part that is killing people's souls and their dreams and their their families, their communities. And a lot of people come up to me and they'll say, oh, well, easy for you to say, because they see me now. It's easy for you to say. I said, oh, wait a minute, you know, back up the truck. Uh, I divorced Mr. Negativity. I am estranged from my negative twin sister. I was estranged from my negative mother for 10 years. I made that reconnection before she died, fortunately. But I do not ask you to do anything I have not done. Mm-hmm. And yes, mm. it was the most difficult decision of my life. And it was the best decision of my life. Wow. Wow. Let's uh, I uh, I always love to have opportunities for our guests to continue to have connections with our audience. How does how does someone learn more about steps to success? You uh, and we're not at the end of the conversation, by the way, but I want to make sure I don't forget to ask that. Oh, and, uh, well, thank you. How, how uh, does that all happen? Well, because my specialty is in the area of mindset, marketing and money. Those are my three things, my three areas where I can help people create their best life. And and become their best self and you can go to hirepat.com because I, I do have I do private coaching and I do lead mastermind groups and I do speak at conferences so it's simply hirepat.com and can they can so they can find all about steps to success can they still get access to your book yeah, the books are there under the products. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you for doing that. Um, look, you are a four-time Stevie Award yeah. winner for women in business. Tell us about the Stevie Award. Uh, not one, I'm sure, is great, but four is <laughs> yeah. absolutely amazing. Well, it's pretty phenomenal. Yes, thank you. One of the smartest things I did when I came here, and one thing I know for sure, is that nobody can do anything alone. And I learned that. Again, it was reinforced when I was climbing Cathedral Mountain in May. You can't do it alone. And certainly as a business owner and certainly as a startup business owner. And when I came here and left the Pacific Institute and recognized I was in startup mode and I needed help. And so I did take a job for a short period of time. And I classified that job as a bank loan because no bank would talk to me. My, right. um, in my business, my ex-husband had the spousal credit cards. 
And oh, yes. when I left him, he he had a good time with those. And so no bank would look at me. I had to reestablish credit. And so I took a job for a temporary period of time. In my mind, I called it a bank loan. And during that time, I did research around finding the best marketing coach that I could. It's mm-hmm. not that I needed help with content or my area of expertise. I knew what I knew. But in this period of time, as you can appreciate, this when social media was blowing up. Twitter mm-hmm. and Facebook and Instagram didn't even exist then and so on. Right. So right. I needed, I remember. <laughs> yeah, so I needed a marketing coach. So I did my homework and I hired a millionaire marketing coach out of New York City. And I said to her, I've studied you. I know what you've done. I've talked to some of your clients. Listen, I am now 58 years old. I need you to fast track me and I need you to tell me exactly what to do and I will do it because this is no joke. I need a roof over my head. I want some food in my fridge and I need to recreate my retirement, which is no joke at 58. So I hired her and off we went. And what happened was uh, one of the things that we worked on together was to boost awareness around who I was and what I brought to the entrepreneurial market. And secondly, to boost credibility in the market. So I was researching all of these different awards and the Stevie Awards jumped up. Now, the Stevie Awards are out of New York City and they are the equivalent of the Academy Awards in theater in LA. They are the Academy Awards of business around the world. Wow. So, yes, I won uh, the Stevie Awards for Female Entrepreneur of the Year in Canada and Female Executive of the Year in Canada. So, High five. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yes, I'm very it. proud of those. I've worked hard. I've worked hard. And that's another message to your audience. There's no easy button. There's no, no magic wand in any of this. You know that. And you've got to do the work, people. You've got to do the work. Take me through uh, receiving your first Stevie. Was there a ceremony? Do you? Uh, how does that whole process? Yeah, well, it was a huge, huge event yeah. in New York City. Okay, there is. Now, here's the thing. Remember, I was starting up, and I was starting out again. I didn't yes. have the money to get to New York City. Okay, I couldn't go to the event, so they mailed. Oh, no the award to me I mean just as good I mean I was by myself I still didn't know many people here but I celebrated (laughs) by myself and that's another message for the audience is part of the whole success strategy and process you've got to include the element of celebration Mm -hmm. and not just at the end but throughout the process of accomplishment and achievement wow you've uh, we've talked about mindset We've referenced, you know, the focus on marketing, and that was marketing you. Um, but I want to talk about your thoughts on money, and uh, where that all fits as limiting for people. You started at fifty-seven on a new journey. Uh, when the quote-unquote the the outside odds were against you, it's it's kind of like a, one of my favorite quarterbacks is Tom Brady of the New England Patriots, and and he was drafted at one hundred and ninety-ninth in the in the round in two, year two thousand. Anyway, make a long story short, one of the guys was asked, he said, what did we miss? And what did we miss? How the best quarterback in, in the history of the NFL got picked 199th. And the guy said, we missed his spirit. We didn't see his spirit. So talk to me about 
at the age of 57 when the odds were against you, but they didn't see that spirit. What were your thoughts around money and what are you seeing with other baby boomers around that, that time period or going through similar things about money and how it can restrict them, but also, of course, give them great opportunity? Yeah, there's so many lessons in that. You know, uh, my nickname a few years ago was Mighty Mouse because <laughs> I'm barely five foot one. And, okay. you know, I go out networking and it's hard to find me in a room because everyone's taller and in black suits. And so uh, networking was my number one uh, success strategy because when yes. I moved here, it was my job to get out morning, noon, and night, Mm -hmm. and not so much to find different networking groups, but to ensure that everybody in this community knew who I was and what I brought to the market. And I heard time and time again, this was really interesting, and it comes back to mindset tied to marketing. Uh, It was really interesting because so many people were quick to tell me, oh, you're not from here? Oh, you'll never make it here. Mm. You know, this is a real tight community and back <laughs> generations. And, and I keep saying to myself, yeah, well, you don't know me. And right. so I grew up in a French Canadian Catholic military family. Okay. I grew up on the most isolated northern military bases. And so we didn't have money. There were seven kids. My dad was in the military. My mom didn't work. We didn't have money. I grew up with that whole money story that every payday Friday, my parents would sit at the kitchen table and uh, they would have their envelope system. I remember that. And I use that to this day when I started over. And I remember there were always fights that there was never enough money. Mm-hmm. And that's what I grew up with. Now, when I hired this millionaire marketing coach and we sat down and set goals. And here's the other key tip where I was really smart is that I created a financial board of directors. So wow. that, that included a financial planner because one of my one of the women I first met here said to me I'm going to introduce you to Eva she's a financial planner and I said well why would you want to talk to me I have nothing and she said that's exactly why because she lived your story and she's part of the millionaire club so you will go talk to her and she will set you up on the right track so I had the financial planner I had I went to a credit union because they're more entrepreneurial friendly, if you will. Yes. So I went to a credit union. Then I had um, a business coach and who's my fourth person, my accountant, the accountant and bookkeeper. And I met with them every month. And the other thing I listened to Susie Orman and she yes. talked about the fact that money is energy and it needs to move. And so every week when I made a sale, I took a loony. I want your audience to really listen to this. I had a glass jar on my desk. I took a loony and I moved it into there because the note on there was Pat's retirement fund. Mm. And I put it, I paid myself is the message. Mm. And it was one loony in the start because I knew that I needed to change the money message. I knew that I had the potential, as Lou kept telling me, you have the potential to do and be and make and earn whatever you decide. And I decided I wanted financial freedom and I'm on a mission to teach entrepreneurs that. And so I will tell you, it was with great joy. my accountant and he slid the financials over in front of me and my sales for the year, this was in my sixth year, my sales for the year were $888,000. <laughs> wow. 
Now, eight, eight's my lucky number because I was born in August on the 16th, which is two eights. So he, yes. he stood that in front of me, $888,000. And I looked at that and I thought, man, my military dad would be so proud. Yes. Because I, I didn't grow up around entrepreneurs, but I did know that I could know and I could do once I made the decision. That's my money wow. story. I love it. And is, is, is that lesson in your uh, you know steps to success? I, the lesson permeates through everything that's available. Steps to happiness. Sorry, yeah. steps to happiness. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I have a, a four-part audio uh, series that I did as well, and it's based on confidence, clarity, clients, and cash. And so I'm mm. constantly giving tips around this. The second part to the success factor with money, it, not only does it like to be touched and it likes to move and it needs to move, but you need to give back. So mm-hmm. there was... Uh, Uh, let me see, five years ago, four years ago, an opportunity came up through my then business coach. And she was creating a mentoring program for women entrepreneurs in South Africa. And you had to apply to go. You had to pay all your own expenses. And she was setting up the scenario whereby when we were there and you were matched up with one or two or three women entrepreneurs, then you needed to come with a a blank check. And it was like a micro lending relationship that she was setting up because women in South Africa have no mm-hmm. no privileges in banking. And I looked at her and she looked at me and she said, you need to go. And so instead of saying to myself, I can't afford that, I very quickly learned the lesson of how can I make this happen? Mm-hmm. And so I did. And I have been mentoring there for four years now. And I have written checks and I've just figured out the way to make the money and give make back it happen. And give mm. back. That's mm. another big piece in the whole money story. Wow. What's next for you, Pat? You're 66 in yeah. the picture. Yeah. Um, and I hope you're not retiring. I don't anytime even know the word. I don't even know yeah, what that means. Yeah, I, I love that. I love it when people say, I, you know, I, I have a financial planner and she asked me, when do you want to retire? And I said, I'm sorry, I don't understand the question. So, does not compute. <laughs> does not Does not compute. No, it <laughs> I love so it. for me, and again, this comes down to baby boomers. Uh, When I look around uh, right here, right now, when you move to a new city in your mid fifties and you're a divorced woman, uh, it's arms aren't automatically opened up and you're not welcomed. Uh, However, through the church that I went to, I met some amazing women. And so I had a small circle of entrepreneurial friends and we were part of the same Bible study group and so on. And I have always been very focused on my health, my mental wellness, my emotional wellness, my physical wellness. And You know, Lou taught me that as well. And you know as well as I do that it takes a lot of energy to Uh set goals, reach goals, run a business. And Uh so what I see and saw and now experience is so many people, not just my age, but mid-50s as well, who are dying Yes. They've got cancer. They've got lung disease. They've got they're having heart attacks. The the stress levels in the corporate environment are through the roof. And mm-hmm. so I made a concerted effort two years ago to create a private Facebook group. And my focus through my vision board was on health, wealth and happiness. 
so that I had the wealth to live a long life. I had the health to enjoy it. I still have a lot of places in the world I want to go. But one nice. of my other accomplishments in the last few years, I have created the opportunity to travel around the world in a private plane to 10 countries for a month. I've done it three times. <laughs> I love it. I mean, who does that? <laughs> who does it? Well, Pat, Pat does. Pat Mishu does it. <laughs> That's right. So if you go to Google Pat Mishu travel blog, you'll see the adventures that I had. And so my focus is health, wealth, and happiness. I intend to live a healthy, productive life. So back in the 80s, before I got married, I joined Weight Watchers. <laughs> because every bride wants to lose a few pounds. Yes. I joined Weight Watchers, and because I had an HR background, they brought me on the team. So I was a group leader, but I also worked for them in hiring and training uh, group leaders, receptionists, and so on. And then I was doing their TV shows because everyone else is afraid to do it, so I did. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I've always been focused on health. So fast forward, two years ago, I put the Facebook page up, and I invited people to come, and people came. And I led the way when it came to health, healthy aging. And people kept saying, what do you do? Like, what's a day like for you? I, and you travel so much. How do you manage on the road? I focus on five things. It's exercise, hydration, nutrition, meditation, and sleep. Mm -hmm. So now I have another revenue stream and another business stream that I just created focusing on healthy aging for entrepreneurs. That's what's next for me. That's mm -hmm. very much a focus for me. I have joined up with the Isogenics world. The yes. products and programs are amazing. Their whole organization is amazing. And so I incorporate those products into the coaching programs. That's what's next wow. for me. I love it. I love it. And then I'm going to be wondering what's next after what's next. Because well, it's you're going to keep going. Well, I am. And when I climbed Cathedral Mountain, I had I forgot my backpack, which is a really funny story because I knew you needed a lot of water. So I yeah, had talk four, about hydration. Absolutely. Yeah, I had four small bottles of water with me. So I stuck two of them in my sports bra and two of them behind me in my um, sports pants. And yes. tucked in there was also a piece of paper and a pen. And when I and my phone because I wanted to do a video. And yes. so when I get up to the top there, I sat and first of all, I wrote out the gratitude list for mm. having the focus, the discipline, the mindset, the health, and the happiness to climb that mountain one step at a time. I was very grateful I made it. I didn't slide or fall or anything. And then secondly, I moved on and I started to create the vision for my 70th birthday, my 75th birthday, and my 100th birthday. Because, I love it. Well, the audience, again, needs to know and understand, you've got to take responsibility for your happiness. In all the years of my marriage, even though everyone around me knows that I think birthdays are very important, and I would go to bed the night of my birthday in tears because there was no cake, there was no acknowledgement, and wow. I counted on everyone else to make that day special for me. I learned when I left that marriage, it's up to me to make that day special. And so last year I threw a great big surprise party for myself for my 65th <laughs> and it. it had the food I wanted, the place I wanted, the people I wanted. It was amazing. And so on the top of that mountain, I created the picture for where and when and what I wanted for the next milestone birthdays. 
Love it. Yeah. Love it. So, um, <laughs> I, I always measure a great conversation when I go over time. <laughs> this, <has been laughs> this has been wonderful. Thank so what's, give us, give us a peek into your hundredth birthday. My hundredth birthday is going to have, and now I'm focusing on a circle of five because you know, we've become the average of the five people that we spend time with. You earn the average of the five people that you spend time with. So again, audience members, take a look. Some people on your list need to go for you to grow. And yes. so I'm focusing on having around me five active, healthy, happy friends who will be with me. And it's going to be on some adventure trip. I have a 94 year old mentor right now in Seattle. Of I course met, you do. I met her, <laughs> I met her through the Pacific Institute. She just had two knee replacements so she could keep on tap dancing and climbing nice. the senior. So she mm. inspires me. And so I want a similar opportunity. And so I intend to go to the most luxurious spa in the world. I need to do research and find it because I like to eat well. I like to do yoga. I like to hear water and feel the sunshine. And so that is going to be the essence. It'll be a week long retreat with five of my most special friends around me. Wow. 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 I have learned a ton in this conversation. I have a new friend who's oh, pretty spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> and I have also written down your words, health, wealth, and happiness. Yeah. And I think so those that, three are very impactful. It really is. It's very simple, very focused. And, yeah. uh, and of course, uh, has elements of it doesn't matter what age you're at yeah. but that's really what you should be focused on so exactly and then pick three goals under each category move them into action steps move them to your calendar and then so it is love it love it pat miss you i am gonna miss you yeah right <laughs> I'm, and you have heard that a gazillion times i'm sure but i really am i can't tell you what a joy this has been Thank in this conversation you. please uh, tell us again one more time how uh, our folks can can get in touch with you because i think they should oh thank Thank you. Hirepat.com. And when you access the free gift that I have for you there by putting in your contact information, you'll hear from me weekly because I write a weekly blog. I do a Facebook live. So go to Facebook as well. Find me and let's just stay connected. So the right people will hear this. The right people will continue. And I love to be with the right people like you. <laughs> well, you, you know, that's what I'm doing after this interview is going and because and, uh, I want to keep hanging out with you. Pat, thanks so much for your time today it's been a real blessing and a, and a joy and keep keep doing your magic my friend and for me rivers and same to you for your good work thank you so much thank you for joining us this week on the startup canada podcast a show dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business want access to resources and support to grow your business visit startupcan.ca for the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag startup chats on twitter every wednesday and friday at 12 p.m eastern 